0: And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the lord god will give him the throne of david his father and he will rule over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end but mary said to the angel how can this be since i have had no relations with the man and the angel said to her in reply the holy spirit will come upon you And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, over the years I've found that any project that I get involved in, anything that I uh, remodel or build or help to create, I have found um, what I call the rule of thirds. And that any project that we undertake usually takes three times what we estimate it's going to take, and it costs three times the amount of money that we think it's going to take. It just seems to be that way. I find that I way underestimate um, the amount of time and effort it takes to do something. And I'm always blown away by how, how long and how expensive it is to build or to create something. And uh, we hear about this in the first reading from the book of Samuel. So King David, um, he had finally reached this place in his kingdom where God had given him a time of peace. So all of his enemies were at bay. He didn't have to do any fighting anymore it was like there was finally peace in his kingdom and he kind of came to this epiphany you know he came to this realization of here i am living in a house of cedar while the ark of god dwells in a tent so david realized he was living in this palace you know this beautiful cedar palace and and the ark of the covenant the ark of god was was still in a tent and so he has this epiphany right he tells Nathan the prophet, he says, go and talk to God because I got this great idea. I'm going to build him a a, a rightful dwelling place. And so Nathan the prophet goes to to talk to God and um, God comes to him that night and speaks to Nathan and says to him, and it's it's only as God could say, is it wonderfully uh, hilarious and profound, but he says, go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be the commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went. I have destroyed your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth, and I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Over and over again, who does the building? Who does the creating? God. I will do it for you. And for some reason, like David, We think that we have to do the building, and we have to do the creating, and we have to repair a place for the Lord. You know, and so even as we look at Advent, think about everything that we're doing to try to get ready for Christmas, right? We drive ourselves and others nuts trying to make sure that we have all the decorations in place. We got our houses decorated. We got the Christmas trees up. We got the shopping done. We got the baking done. We got the Christmas cookies done. We got the presents wrapped. We're trying to get it all done and prepared, right, to make it a perfect Christmas, well, who makes it a perfect Christmas? God. We don't. And if we try to do it, guess what? The rule of thirds comes into place. It takes way longer than we imagined, costs way more money than we expected, and in the end, it doesn't turn out like we expected it to turn out. But as, as God was telling Nathan the prophet to, to, to tell David... It is I who will build you a house. You know, so David has this vision of, of the perfect palace he wants to build for, for, for the Ark of the Covenant. You know, he has in mind a building made of stone. And we find that God does it in a far different way. And it doesn't even come about in David's lifetime. It comes about generation and generation and generation and generation past. And his, his Ark, his building that he wants to dwell in, is the human race. And so he prepares this wonderful dwelling in Mary. Mary becomes the perfect Ark of the Covenant. You know, she becomes the perfect dwelling place where Jesus will be born. And we hear this in the angel Gabriel. You know, and Mary is confused. She doesn't understand how this could possibly happen. And Elizabeth is confused in her old age. She doesn't understand how God can possibly do this. But it's in the human race that God wants to dwell And so now 2,000 years later, God is continuing to build and to form and to shape. And guess where he wants to be born this Christmas? In you. You are his building. You are the ark that he wants to be born in. It is in you that he wants Christ to appear to others this Christmas. He wants to be born in you. But the truth is, we can't make that happen. All we can do is allow him to work with us and say, as Mary did, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will. I often find that when I'm doing projects or building things or working on things and I start doing it and stop letting God do it, it starts to turn out far different than I I think God wants it to or than I imagined it should. And God knows this about us, you know. I have a, a spiritual director of mine, actually was the, the spiritual director for Mother Teresa. And um, Mother Teresa, he would often say to her, Mother, what can I, what can I, how can I pray for you? And Mother Teresa would just say to him, pray that I stay out of God's way. Pray that I let the Holy Spirit work. That was her prayer, to stay out of God's way. Because usually when we start to get in the way, we just kind of sabotage God's plans. You know, we mess things up. And so that's why we're offered the, the wonderful Sacrament of Confession. And so today, after, every, or after the Noon Mass, we are going to have communal penance, and you're all offered the opportunity to come to God and let him redeem and restore you. You know, to, to let him continue to shape you into the beautiful ark where he wants to, to, to bring Christ this Christmas and so I just invite you, if you've been away, or if, if you have family members that have been away, just give them a gentle nudge. Invite them to the communal penance penance service today, and it could be a time to let God truly shape you and mold you. What I'd like to do now, just knowing that we all are in need of God's healing and of God's creation in our lives, is actually a healing prayer. And uh, I invite the men first. I'd like all the men and boys of the parish to please stand for a moment. And I just want you to make this your prayer. So I'm going to give you the words, but I want you to speak it out loud to God. And if you feel comfortable, close your eyes and just make this your prayer to God that he can truly make your body into his temple, that he could be born into you this Christmas, these final days of Advent, that he can prepare you for the birth of Christ. So guys, if you'll repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Father. I praise you for creating me is a man in your own image and likeness. likeness. Thank you, Father, Father, for constantly guiding me me. and delighting in me me. as your beloved Son. son. I ask forgiveness for for, and and the grace to forgive myself of all the times that I have listened to the voice of the enemy the culture, the culture. And, failed to, and, failed and failed in my task to bless, to bless reverence, reverence, and protect, and protect the, great the great gift of life. Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you. since your merciful love, your merciful love never, fades never fades due to my sins, and so I can ask you for healing. As Jesus gave sight to the blind, I ask that you help me to see. Every woman is your daughter. Is your daughter. And, as and as a person blessed, with infinite dignity. With infinite dignity. Finally, Father, daughter, please, heal please heal my heart of all the wounds. That anyone has caused me any hurt from my own mother or father or authority figure figure. and thereby given me a false image of my true masculinity. masculinity. In In Jesus' name, I ask you to heal these lies and breathe your Holy Spirit into my heart, so that I may be able to love you and love others in sincerity and truth, and allow Christ to be born in me. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And if the ladies could stand up. And again, I just want you to make this your own prayer so you can close your eyes, and I'll give you the words, but I want you to speak them to the Father. Heavenly Father, Father, I I thank you and praise you for creating me in your own divine image and likeness. You have chosen to give me life and formed me as a woman. Thank you for the gift of my femininity. femininity. A gift that speaks of welcoming the gift of another, of 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 conceiving life (coughs) and bringing forth life and sustaining it. it. Help Help me to always nurture life. I ask forgiveness for And the grace to forgive myself myself. of all the ways I have looked to culture culture. or listened to Satan to give meaning to my life life. or tell me where my value lies. lies. I ask you for the grace to forgive forgive. anyone who has harmed me. For my mother or father or anyone who has ever taken advantage of or abused me. I reaffirm my belief that my beauty is in your eyes, and you reveal that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Please, loving Father, help me to accept this dignity to forever live forever as your blessed and special daughter. I make this prayer, make this prayer. through the most gracious encourager, most gracious encourager our, blessed Mary, our blessed mother Mary, and in union with the true man, Jesus Christ. In union with the true man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And you can be seated. And so sometimes, like David, we get it wrong. You know, we think that we're the ones that have to do the building and the creating and the shaping and the reshaping, and it's not. You know, it's ultimately God. He says over and over and over again, I will free you. I will build you. I will protect you. I will take care of you. I will nurture you. I will build a dwelling place in you. It is God the Father who creates us. And so we're given a wonderful time in this season of Advent for confession, so I just invite you to come to the communal penance service and and also to remember, you know, that rule of thirds, that when we're doing it, it always takes way longer than we thought, three times longer than we thought, and it it costs three times as much as we thought. But when God does it, you know, he has an amazing way to all of a sudden reshape, remold, and remodel in ways that we could never expect So may we be like Mary, and truly say as she did, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word.